0: You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases with no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Welcome back to another episode of Betch's Brides. I'm your host, Fallon Carter. So it's been a whole quarter and I'm still here. So Someone must be listening. (laughs) I am a wedding planner, if some of you did not know, and I've been planning weddings for over 12 years now. And I started this business actually after attending a friend's wedding. It was a pretty crazy story. And I went as a guest. It was a handful of years ago, (laughs) maybe two handfuls, wait, three handfuls ago. And I attended the wedding. It was at the Waldorf Astoria near Versailles, beautiful property. I went there as the intention of being a guest. And what happened was the bride's dress was shipped. It was a Nigerian wedding. The wedding dress was shipped from Nigeria. And when we opened the box, it did not It did not look good at all. And it, something clicked in me. And I ended up going into Busy Bee, work mode, solution solving. Like, I went all the way in. On the day of the wedding, I was helping the bridesmaids, I was running to a local florist to just round out some extra flowers for the flower girls, and I really felt aligned. I really enjoyed it. And ultimately, the the major decision making <laughs> happened when I was zipping the bride up in her dress and we opened the doors and she walks into the room. And at that moment, I realized, I love this. This felt Good, I'm helping someone, and I get to experience someone's most magical day. And to this day, even all of my, I have a great team of people who help me plan my weddings, but the one thing I will never let my team do is walk my brides down the aisle. I have to be the one that touches the veil, I have to be the one that fluffs the dress, because there's something just so special about that moment as my bride transitions from a single person stepping into a new part of their life, and I got to help with that transition. So I'm extremely grateful for every opportunity I get to work with someone to organize a special day. And I think this podcast is really allowing me to help more people, which I'm grateful for. So if you're an RBB out there listening and you have some real problems, now I don't want to hear no problems about you can't pick between the red or the blue, I want to hear some real problems and something you really need solved. Something that's on your heart and really want some validation and you just want to be heard. I want to hear you. I want to help you through your problems. I want to be the one to help walk you down the aisle, even though I may not be there. I want to be the last one to help you fluff your dress before you make your entrance. So thank you so much for listening. I'm very excited to be still on the podcast. I hope they keep me here. Um, it's nice. And today's episode, I have on a really special friend. Her name is Tanika, and she is a hairstylist. Now, as a natural black curly girl, she actually was the one that talked me into being natural. And what I have found is that sometimes you have multicultural wedding parties, and you got a lot of different textures going on, and you got you got to work with a lot of different hair. So, Today, I'm excited. Tanika works on a lot of my weddings just because a lot of times my weddings are multicultural. We've got some white girls. We got some black girls. We got some combo black white girls. We've got Asian girls. We've got Mexican girls. We got everybody. And we got to work with some vendors that really know how to to navigate and manage all of the different types of beautiful people that live in the world and make all of them feel exceptionally beautiful within themselves. So Tanika, I'm so excited to have you on and I'm excited to discuss our RBB and some of the challenges they're facing having a multicultural party. So Tanika and I work all the time together. She recently just came to the cold mountains of Denver which she continues to yell at me about to help out one of our brides who was looking to have a beautiful day with multiple bridesmaids. So she travels with me We have so much fun together when it comes to just hair. I'm so excited to connect with other experts on the show, and I can't wait to share my favorite experts with you and really navigate the problems that are in front of you that are holding you back from truly having the wedding you desire. But I'm excited to be your host, and I'm grateful for you guys listening. And if you're an RBB out there, just... And I want to introduce Alyssa Blanchett, an actual Betch's Bride fan who is actively planning their wedding. It's my goal to help guide them through the process with practical tips and expert insights.
1: Alyssa, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm so excited to be finally doing this. Welcome to the dark side, my darling. I we love are very it.
0: Ha-
1: <laughs> <laughs> we are happy to have you. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more.
0: Your wedding is like around the bend, if I'm not yes. correct. Yes,
1: September 2nd, Labor Day weekend this year. Wow. You guys picked a holiday weekend. How's that feeling? We did. It actually like worked out perfectly. When we went and looked at our venue, they only had two Saturdays left all of fall. And somehow one of them was Labor Day weekend. We were in awe when we saw that was one of the weekends left. And it worked out because it's a weekend away from every for everyone. It's up in Vermont. So a little Uh getaway for the holiday weekend. So Uh it's exciting. Awesome. What events do you guys have planned? Anything special? Yeah. So uh, on that Friday, we're going to have a welcome party after our rehearsal dinner. They have a really pretty lake um, on the property. So we're going to bring everyone down there and do like a little s'mores bar, kind of like a cozy, boozy welcome party with everyone. We're excited for that. And then bozy, bozy, the yes. cozy, cozy, all that by <laughs> Fireside. And then the next day, obviously, we just have the ceremony and wedding and we're not doing a goodbye brunch or anything because Lord okay. knows, I know the next day, I'm not going to want to wake up that early and do it. I'm sure majority of my mm-hmm. guests will have a lot of fun the night before and won't want to do that either. So my okay. uh, hotel itself offers a ton of activities for the guests and whatnot. So we kind of air that out to our guests. They can take a the opportunity to do anything. It's on like 500 acres, the property we're getting oh, married on.
0: Choose your adventure, people. <laughs> There's an acre for you. Yeah, <laughs> for each of them. There's
1: so much to do. They can adventure. <laughs> it's Vermont. There's golf courses. There's places to drink yeah. as long as they don't get too crazy before the wedding. So,
0: Yeah. I think I've said this time and time again. I love when a destination wedding does not overproduce and just leaves me some space to really get into something. Especially over a holiday weekend, allow me to just have a second to do. If I want to sleep in, I can. If I'm a new mom that doesn't have a baby around, great. I'm like, or if I want to go take advantage of 500 acres in front of me, let me give it my best shot. So, yeah, well done on giving people some space to breathe.
1: Yeah, and a lot of our guests haven't been up to Vermont at least in a long time, so it's a nice excuse for people to kind of unplug, enjoy nature, hmm. kind of see why Cooper and I fell in love with it, and. Yeah. Find some fun.
0: Yeah. So what what made you and Cooper land on Vermont in
1: the first place? So we're originally from Connecticut. Both of us were born and raised in Connecticut. And when we started looking at venues, there was nothing that felt authentic to us. We're Mm. kind of outdoorsy people. We like to hike. We like to be outside. We actually took our engagement photos out in Glacier National Park because we were out there on a trip conveniently. Um, so <laughs> just out of the blue, no. Out there, I, okay. Hardcore planned it. <laughs> I had a I phenomenal <laughs> photographer. She was so great. It, it was it was such a good experience. But yes, we like being outside. And the more we looked at in Connecticut and the prices in Connecticut, it was kind of ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. So one of my good friends from college, she had a friend that got married at the venue. And so then I started to slowly explore Vermont and we eventually went up and visited this one venue in absolutely. Fell in love with it. It's you get married basically as you walk down the ceremony, it looks like your eye level with the mountains. So it just kind of we fell in love with it. It's it's us, it's outdoorsy. And we we like to go camping and just pack up the car and get away for the weekend. And for us, Vermont's only three hours away. So it's kind of always the place that we found to escape and relax and decompress. So it kind of felt like at ease and comforting when we found this venue,
0: that is the best. And I think giving i you've just given a lot of people some permission to <laughs> lean into what feels good to you. I think a lot of us are trying to find an indoor space or really trying to mold ourselves to be what all of our family and friends want us to be for this wedding experience. Congratulations to you for finding a space that speaks to who you both are. And yeah. I think that's going to be the perfect setting for you guys to tell your love story. So how are you? having a wedding in Vermont. It's on a Labor Day weekend. I mean, this sounds awesome already. (laughs) But what are some of the things that you're trying to wrap your mind around at this point?
1: So I think at this point, there's a few different things we're trying to wrap our mind around. One of them is with the rehearsal dinner, like the difficulties of having it somewhere up there for Mm -hmm. our rehearsal dinner. We're going back and forth what we're going to do as far as open bar and whatnot because – Unfortunately, since it's Vermont and there's no service anywhere, they don't get any service down near the pavilion down there. So if we were to do a cat, no Wi Fi down there, unfortunately. (laughs) I'm like, are you going to boost up the towers or something? Come on. So we're trying to figure out currently one of our battles is, you know, how we're going to do that. We were originally going to do a cash bar for a rehearsal dinner, which I'm not the biggest fan of, mm. um, but we're not paying for a rehearsal dinner. So it's a little difficult to be like, give me more money uh, mm. kind of deal. Um, but now it's like a legitimate cash bar. So that's one of the mm. difficulties that we're currently facing because that's just so tacky being like, hey, you need to actually bring legitimate cash to a cash bar, <laughs> not just your, your Chase Rewards card. Like, no. you gotta bring hard an ATM hash.
0: down the street. Can you guys stop at the ATM on the way and bring all some the way dollars? down the
1: dirt literally. road? Like, no,
0: absolutely not. Like, look, someone's gonna come in there and look like a stripper and be like, here's my wad. Um, quite literally. <laughs> okay, so what's the let's talk about the potential solves. You're in the you literally are in the middle of nowhere, and a lot yeah. of times we're, I'm doing weddings in the middle of nowhere, I gotta bring my power. I got to bring my water. And I always generally have to bring my Wi-Fi. So if you're doing an outdoor wedding, make sure you're covering your bases on the necessities, especially if you're trying to take some money from people. Yeah. Who's
1: providing the bar? Let's break it back. So the venue is providing the bar. Okay. The venue has everything on service, on site. I mean, catering, bar, all of that's on site.
0: Okay. And who is paying for this rehearsal dinner experience? Cooper's parents?
1: Cooper's parents. Cooper's parents. Yeah.
0: Cooper's parents, we love you. So they've said, they said, you guys, we're giving you this money, we're gonna cover the rehearsal dinner. And you're like, look, we can't do cash bar. It's not, it's not yeah. kosher, it's not etiquette, it's not yeah. good taste. Yeah. And have you had the conversation with them
1: about it? So I have no. not. Cooper mm. is going down there this weekend to have that conversation because I've kind of set a time limit. So I'm happy that our conversation's coming at this time because I feel like it's <laughs> one of those conversations where it's like. I have no problem going to my family right and being like, okay, let's set some guidelines. We we went into planning this wedding with zero expectations. We picked mm. a venue that both Cooper and I could afford without any help from family because we didn't okay. want to have to go up to family and be like, okay, now give us money, you give know. Me money. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> want to be like those people to our families as it is. So you know, we were thankful as it is that they offered to give us money. And I think he's just having a difficult time opening up that conversation mm. of, of being like, well, they said they would pay for the rehearsal dinner, but how do we open up? Okay, now you need to just give I some. Mean, this
0: technically is a part of the rehearsal dinner. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, okay. Step one if Cooper is having some reservations about it, I think you guys want to have an internal conversation and dig deeper. He's not.
1: He's not. No, he thinks his parents should too. But I think, you know, with guys <laughs> – and some of my friends said this about about their significant others too. Guys are so afraid almost to ask their family for certain things they need, at least like I'm seeing hmm. that struggle and some of my friends did. Like they feel like they can't be like, okay, so now you paid for this. But what about this? You know, we had discussed with them the rehearsal dinner. They knew that. But they didn't know that alcohol wasn't included in the price when we originally told them the quoted price. And I think we just kind of have to go back and revisit that topic. And I think Rip it's the just... band-aid off. Girl, okay. Rip it off. Hey guys, yeah.
0: yeah, just flagging. You said your rehearsal dinner. Hey, just flagging, the bar is not included. However, I'm also kind of the same. I don't like asking too many people for anything and I want to try and figure things out as best I can. I don't think a cash bar is your solution. I do, however, think you need to identify- what is the cost going to be for you to have a bar for all of your guests? And I think that comes down to having a conversation with the venue because I think Cooper – and maybe you already know this. Maybe yeah. you know what? how much is it going to cost and does Cooper have a number? Because maybe the parents are going to be like, well, how much is it going to be? And Cooper's yeah, like, yeah. oh, no.
1: <laughs> Classic guy style. And yeah. then like from there though, would you recommend like – doing a full open bar at that point or doing more of like a pay by consumption or just like, you know what I mean? I feel like that's also a difficult part because personally, I know me and my friends and we can, can definitely get, get after it. And <laughs> get into it yeah. yeah. And we have a very young wedding. I think what's nice is by having our wedding in Vermont, we could kind of shave our guest list Guys mm-hmm. saying it's a destination that's only three hours away. Um, so it's difficult by saying like full rains, like let's just get after it. But I want everyone to be okay for the wedding the next day. So Great. I just feel like what would you recommend when it comes to doing more of an open bar pay per consumption for this? Definitely open bar for our wedding. That's a no question task oh, thing. Of course. Yeah. Of course.
0: I think for the rehearsal dinner, Think about the cuisine that you're having and what would be the most appropriate. Generally, guests will drink about two glasses of something. They'll have two drinks per hour. So Mm -hmm. if you know how much a glass costs, identify how much you think each person would drink. And yes, there are some people that do not drink. Automatically count them as two glasses so you can be safe because the people who do drink two will definitely drink the four and drink the other people's that don't drink, drink. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so.
1: yeah. It's like a barbecue so, style. We did a super like mm. laid back because our wedding the next day is formal. So we wanted to like let everyone ease into the weekend and kind of come okay. chill, relax, open barbecue. Kind so
0: of if you're doing barbecue, I would definitely have, and you can think about this, you can always mm-hmm. just keep it super, super simple and have beer, a wine and a sparkle. If you want to go less formal or more saucy, have a whiskey or a good bourbon or and just have that bourbon mm. or a whiskey on the bar and maybe yeah. you've got a couple of beers. But I would say talk to your venue first before talking to parents and say, hey, guys, this is the issue we're running acor- across because generally they have a solution that they can help you with and say, OK, cool. We think based on your guest count, we say stock your bar with maybe seven to 12 bottles That's a really large range. You're gonna tell them how your people drink. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of your best bourbon or whatever it is. And say, Hey, can you do that for us and maybe a couple kegs and make it look nice? Perfect. Or a couple of beers on bar, whatever you guys think. I'll and say, I only wanna throw X number of dollars towards this. After we've reached that, close the bar. Okay. Or if someone wants to pay it on their I just don't like the concept of currency being exchanged at a wedding or an event, personally. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, same. I, I agree with that. But then then it also continues in. So our welcome party is at the same location as the rehearsal dinner. There's like a little pavilion area down there. We'll be doing the rehearsal dinner and then... Everyone's going to meet us down there. They all get bussed down for the welcome party. Now, for the welcome party, (laughs) no, it's the same central, no Wi Fi in Vermont type place, which we definitely did not know when we were booking. Probably still would have booked it regardless. But here's one of those things where we do like to have a good time and it's it's always fun to have a drink in your hand. You know what I mean? Especially when you're doing something so fun and so vibrant with a group of your friends. Like everyone loves a good glass of wine or a good beer. So we don't want to be the one. Ones that are skimping out on that. Agreed. Um, because as a guest, I would totally notice that. So when it comes to the welcome Agreed. party, should we also do a pay per consumption kind mm-hmm. of carryover?
0: And I think what's interesting when you say consumption, because that's something you really want to be mindful of, even if I it know. is a short event. I'm always terrified about consumption. I but know. But I think what's important for you to have a again, have that conversation with the venue and say, is there any way for me to put X amount of dollars on a tab that you charge me for in advance? And when yeah. we reach that number, someone, or if you know when you, it's going to be hard because they don't have a tender machine to know. It's like someone's really gonna have to be there with a pen Quite and literally. Paper yeah. Checking off every drink
1: that comes. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Quite literally.
0: <laughs> this is a circle, like this is a wedding in 1970, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. There needs to be a way for them to say, can you bill me after the fact if we've exceeded it? Okay. J- and I know this is hard because you don't have the Wi-Fi. In a perfect world, I'd say, tap me when I've gotten to $2,500 because I don't want to go to 2501 Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. tap me there. I will let you know if I want to keep the party going or if I yeah. want to close this thing down. But I think it's up to them to say, hey, can I put a lump sum down, charge whatever's charged, and refund me whatever might be remaining? Based on an estimate that you're putting in front of me, option one, beer, wine, sparkles, option two, let's get a bourbon or whatever a spirit is that you guys enjoy that thinks will go really well with the barbecue. But run all of your options and configurations with the venue first, then talk to the parents and say, hey, we're trying to tackle this. Yeah. Can you guys give us half? Can you give us some? And let's figure it out. But I think communication with all parties separately and then have a come to Jesus and bring them all together okay. <laughs> is going to help you just communicate. That's all people yeah. want to do. Yeah.
1: yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Because I never want to offend anyone and be like, mm, pay up. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and and they know that and, and your intentions yeah. are pure and it's clear that you're not just being like, Give me the money. You're yeah, like, I yeah. want to figure this out. We're gonna try and make it work. You're not trying to blow their bucket and no. blow their pockets. You're you're being kind to them. You're you're good. Okay. they They see that, so you're fine.
1: Good, good. <laughs> but you're on your way.
0: I think Alyssa just. It's really just. How much do you guys want to spend on this or how much do you want their parents to invest in this? Yeah. Um, and just get to a, n- a number that you're comfortable. Don't do a cash bar. Because at the end of the day, if your wedding party is drinkers or your whole crew are, somebody's gonna have a flask, if not a whole entire two bottles in their pockets. I so know. It'll be fine.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yeah, we do like to have a good t- and the next day for our like <laughs> signature cocktails, one of them is an espresso martini. So sold. So they could just coast for the night hopefully a little bit. Yeah,
0: have your <laughs> have your barbecue moment, keep it cute and not get too saucy and then you're going to give them the surprise and delight for the wedding, which is the main event anyway.
1: Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Whenever I'm working with a new couple, the first thing I tell them is do not walk run, make sure that your registry is with Zola, go do it now period. But little did I know, Zola can help you plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. They're way more than a registry. So, they've got free planning tools like a customizable checklist, you can do websites, you can find venues and vendor discovery. Like there's there's so many things that are accessible on Zola. So, everything on Zola is designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible. And with invites that are fun to create, And of course, my favorite, the wedding registry, packed with gifts you actually want. Zola can take you basically from save our date to thank you so much without even breaking a sweat. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go. Game changer. Zola makes wedding planning easy and stress-free. They're the first and only stop you need to make on your wedding planning journey. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I Do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Zola will give you expert guidance and unparalleled support. Their wedding pros are on call to walk couples from question to answer anytime. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z O L A.com. Generation Tux understands that coordinating suit and tux looks for your wedding party can be overwhelming. That's why they make it easy, convenient, and stress-free with online suit and tux rentals that allow you to do everything online from the comfort of your own home. Generation Tux specializes in high-quality men's formal wear rentals starting at $149.00 and award-winning five-star customer service. You can choose from 25 styles of suits and tuxedos and thousands of accessory color combinations. Test drive your wedding looks with a free home try-on and swatches for color matching your wedding hues. When you rent with Generation Tux, you'll experience a fully online platform with a guaranteed fit algorithm. They basically make coordinating your wedding party's rentals a breeze with groomsman management tools. Best of all, you and your wedding party will receive round-trip shipping with head-to-toe looks delivered 14 days in advance. And you can try Generation Tux for yourself by visiting generationtux.com. Build your head-to-toe looks, get free swatches, a free home try-on, and manage your entire wedding party online. That's G-E-N-E-R-A-T-I-O-N-T-U-X.com. y'all working
1: on down in, uh, up in Vermont? What else you yeah. got out there? So my other thing that I'm doing is I am a big DIY gal. Of course you are.
0: I'm excited. What so- you working
1: on? It's nice, but I'm working on a little bit too much I think I've taken on. So I'm starting to take a back seat on the invites because that's just one thing where I was like, okay. Because for Save the Dates, I had my cricket going all day, (laughs) did not stand up, putting work on this little machine, (laughs) putting everyone's name and address on there to print out for Save the Dates. And for my bachelorette, I was like, I'll make stuff. My my maid of honor is going to kill me. She's like, stop. Like, it's literally your bachelorette. Like, (laughs) what are you doing, girl? I'm like, I have to, like, just kind of how I channel things. Um, So now I'm doing seating charts. And then, you know, Mm. I went down the deep hole on TikTok, like most brides do these days. And I saw some girl who bought affordable koozies. And next thing I knew, I had 150 koozies koozies Mm. at my house that I'm making. (laughs) So that's kind of the rabbit hole that I'm currently in as well when it comes to trying to do that. But I'm having a hard time finding, you know, who to kind of source my invites from because mm-hmm. there's so many options out there and it gets so pricey so quickly. It does. I feel like having a weekend too, where we have a rehearsal dinner, we have a welcome party, even just adding those things into your invite adds a lot of money. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out what's going to make most sense because I do want to present people with a nice invite. Like I said, we are having a formal wedding, but at yeah. the same time, I don't want to overdo it. They're going to throw it away as soon as September 3rd rolls around and they get home.
0: Agreed. So I am i know that you're probably not going to want to send digital ones, but ultimately I am a huge, just from a sustainability standpoint, I love yeah. digital. But anytime I'm going economic, any of the online platforms are absolutely delightful, whether it's Minted. I think Zola may have some now. Like All of those are yeah. really great. It's really about going in and finding... Like the knot, all of these, all of the carrots and yeah. you know, like p- people got stuff and that, yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I think what you should focus on though is really leveraging your wedding website to be that hub for all of the information. So generally when I don't want to, when I'm ordering invitations and I don't want to have a lot of pieces, like, cause like you're saying, the pieces per invite will add up if you're trying to invite them to the wedding, the rehearsal, the welcome, yeah. the date, all of this other things. Identify the website as the hub for all of that information, give them one standard invitation specifically for the the wedding itself, and -hmm. then have a details card. And on this detail card, you can make it fun. You can put a QR code that scans and links people directly to the website. Or generally, you can say, for more details, accommodations, and travel information, please check, and to RSVP, please check out our wedding website. That way you're making it clear to even come, you have to go to the wedding website to RSVP. And from there, you will see all of the surprise and the delight that we have planned for Vermont and your 5,000 acres.
1: Yeah, so. and it's just so much information too. Like not even like the putting in the extra paper and the cost. Like just so much information. I feel like it would just get lost. And going won. off of the fact that I am a DIY bride, I did make my entire <laughs> wedding website through Wix. I like literally went and like because I was looking at all these websites and I was like, I don't really like this. It's not my style. I could so do I this. Went on Wix. I learned how to code and I typed away. And oh made- my god! <laughs> I don't know. You learned-
0: I had a code for your wedding?
1: I am. And it's just one of those sick things where I work <laughs> a lot and somehow I just like have developed this like innate thing where I'm like, this is fun. You know what I mean? Like I'm having a good time wedding planning, but then I find myself in these holes where I'm like, okay, I'm having a little bit too much fun. I got to calm down a little oh bit. my god!
0: All of you brides out there, you guys need to update your resumes because you guys are true rock stars learning yeah. to code using the cricket. That cricket is over there smoking, like smoking. smoke is coming out of like, please don't cricket me anymore. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay. So I hope that answers your, it your question. It of does. Like, it does. <laughs> less, less is more, keep it electronic. And um, people also have apps now, which I think is really cool, especially Ooh. when you have a lot of moving parts. Not, yeah. And, and maybe that's something you can consider to, if you need to I think it's for people who probably have a lot more destination elements, but probably. for people who are doing a lot more travel, an app is really helpful because you can do push notifications and like send them text messages to remind them to RSVP. Just as we're living Ooh. in this more digital age now, just trying to get their attention. Please tell me the chicken or the fish. Which one do you want? I have to let the caterer know. So- <laughs> yeah. Yes. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I love this for you. Okay. So you're going to, you can probably do that single invitation yourself and a details card. Yeah. But ultimately, look at Minted, Zola, all yeah. the other paperless posts, people, and see which ones resonate with your website. And yeah. Take it from there.
1: Perfect. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. I love
0: it. What else you got for me? What else you got going on in Vermont?
1: <sighs> so, <laughs> there's always something in wedding planning, I feel like. Of course, there is. Like I said, I've had a good time and planning has been pretty smooth. The only thing we've had a difficult time with is that um, we have one groomsman.
0: Hmm, Tell me.
1: Who is like – my fiancé Cooper is the nicest man alive and he would never hurt a fly and he's so kind and doesn't know when to put his foot down. Mm -hmm. Um, but we have this one groomsman who we love dearly he's such a good friend to us and he's in such an awkward predicament we told him about our wedding he committed to be in our wedding and then one of his high school friends has his wedding (gasps) the same day and made him the best man oh well I was like you got
0: first but the
1: best man is a. He got a promotion. He got a promotion. It's kind of like <laughs> one of those weird situations for us because I don't I don't know mm. the, their friendship as well. Mm. Uh, yeah. So it's one of those uncomfortable situations. And he is trying to make everything work the best he can. And I do appreciate him for that. But it's starting to cross some barriers where we're getting groomsmen gifts. And I'm like, well… Mm-hmm. he's not really a groomsman anymore, unfortunately. You know what I mean? The hard line was when it was time to make one of those reservations for the men to go get their tuxes, I was kind of like, hey, kind of got to know my guy. And he told us, he was like, yeah, I know I'm not going to get a tux. We're like, okay, thank you. Like that answered a lot of questions for us. But the wedding that he is in is in like Western Mass and it's two hours from ours. He's telling us that he is going to come to the rehearsal dinner. no. Our rehearsal dinner, stay in Vermont, go to their wedding, and after his speech, leave and come back to our wedding. And while I appreciate his efforts, like, and I totally would love for him to be there, it's just, it's, it's getting, getting hard to be, now. it's getting to be such an awkward situation. And I just don't know how to draw the line with him and be like, listen, this affects a lot of planning stuff too. You know, it's you and your significant other, we need to. A- start to get some numbers because if you're not going to come, then we could invite some more people <laughs> not to be insensitive. But it's one of those situations wow. where we – it's just like an uncomfortable situation that we have to navigate.
0: What's – okay, I already know Coop. I, Cooper, we love you, but it sounds like your feelings are irrelevant. We love yeah. you and yeah. wish you the best. Okay, <laughs> let me get this right. And I use Jethro as a term to describe people that I don't really know their name. So Jethro is basically like – I got another wedding that has a higher honor and higher promotion, but I'm doing my due diligence of coming to your rehearsal. Yep. I'm gonna then go to be the best man in the wedding. And as soon as I'm done doing my due diligence and my service there, I'm gonna swing back up two and a half hours Mm-hmm. And basically his girl is going to be slinging back with him or is she oh, going to
1: stay here's the next. <laughs> here, here's the next plot twist. <laughs> so then we – we um. what's really cool about our venue and, and one of the main reasons why it sold us is it has all these massive houses that you can rent out on the property. Mm. They're like huge, beautiful, classic Vermont houses. It's awesome. So – We rented one for the bridesmaids and two for the groomsmen and paid a significant amount and made it so cheap for all of them as our gift, part of our gift for them being in the wedding. Okay. Lovely. He said he wanted to stay in the house. I texted him. Perfect. Blah, blah, blah. He said, there's room for my girlfriend, right? Because she's still like relatively new. And I was Mm. like, but they're moving in together, so they're serious. So I was like, yeah, there's still room for her. You're good. Well, then I get a text. Oh, my God. I'm so dumb. She has a bachelorette that weekend. So after I organized, told everyone like, oh, the difference in payment, she's not coming anymore. So his mom, who's not invited to either wedding, is going to apparently be driving him around. Okay. And I've had a seamless planning (laughs) journey, like, everything has been really, like, pretty not, like, fine, no family drama, really, and then this. I'm like, what the even hell is this? Who
0: are you, dude? With a girl that's not, you're not even married to, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Okay. Yeah. So your problem right now is you're trying to tell, you want, because has he paid the money for the accommodations?
1: No. And as soon as we kind of like let everyone know, like, okay, it's going to be this for two nights per person, whatever. And it's like, awesome. Like, thank you guys so much. You made it so affordable for everyone. But now you got to eat up. He, he, someone's going to have to take up his cost. Exactly. So that's why we're at this weird predicament where we have another friend who's not a groomsman, but very close with the group, where him and his girlfriend don't have somewhere to stay. And in my mind, oh. I'm like, well, Give if it you're to them. not. Give it to them. And I said that and I was like, well, you can either text the group and see who's eating it because I'm not because I already paid so much money or you can give it to our other friend and the girlfriend. And he said, well, what was the total cost of the entire place? And like, ugh
0: that's none of your business. Anyway, none of your business. Um, <laughs> Yeah,
1: this yeah. is the portion I said that you yeah. should pay. This is, this is the only information that is relevant to you. Exactly. So. <laughs> and they're expensive. I'm like, I don't need anyone knowing my finances or any of that. Like, All good. And I, I respect that. You know, we're doing this as a gift. Take it as that, you know.
0: Agreed. All right. I would definitely give Jethro a deadline <laughs> and say, hey, you're I've had, and I would say I've had a really smooth planning process. And this is the only thing that is preventing me from moving forward with a lot of different elements because it's yeah. accommodations, it's the food and beverage. And as much as we want you involved, sure, drive up and down, do all you want, but you're not going to be a groomsman. We need to know exactly what your involvement is going to be on this wedding no later than May 1st. And so that we can finalize like all bills. Like, I like that. After May 1st, we're going to release the accommodations to, Home me and home girl, and then yeah. we're gonna release your seat to the next person on my B list. Like that, like, yeah, I love you. <laughs> I like the deadline <laughs> thing because I feel like
1: you know, Cooper is so nice, and he's like, but he's he one is. of our good friends, and I'm like, yeah, he is, but like, he's not treating you right as a friend right now, honey.
0: <laughs> he got invited to another wedding after the fact. After you invited first, <laughs> I
1: did because. We actually booked our wedding venue uh, before we got engaged. Mm-hmm. Of course, you we, did. We were you're, that kind you're, a cricket, of... you're a cricket queen. <laughs> I'm a cricket queen kind of gal. <laughs> <laughs> so he knew, like, even before we were engaged. So I was like, You were one of the first people we told about this day, actually. <gasps> He's yeah. a traitor. Traitor. That's how it feels. Okay.
0: I know. <laughs> it really does. I, we love this man. He's not a traitor. He's a dear friend. Cooper, we love you too. Get your, <laughs> get your brother in line. Get your friend in line yeah. so that Alyssa can have a smooth process and think about how she's going to probably DIY these invitations. Literally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa, we've talked about a lot here and I feel yeah. I feel like you got this. You know what you're doing. You need you just You just need to put the foot down a little bit with Cooper in the background. We love Cooper. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Discuss some things with some people. But I think what another issue you were having, you've also got a multicultural wedding party
1: on the bride side. I do. I do.
0: Hair and makeup stuff. Talk to me.
1: Yeah, so my family doesn't look like the traditional family, so I is
0: there such thing as a traditional family? <laughs> there really
1: isn't. There really isn't at this point, but it's kind of nice, honestly, on my end. Because growing up, I was always the kid that grew up with my grandparents, you know. But now it's so much more normal for that, so it's it's really refreshing. But That's so great. my thing is, I'm trying to include everyone around me in my wedding somehow, one way or another. So okay. I have my traditional eight bridesmaids, but then I also have. Junior your bridesmaids. Mm -hmm. And they range from like 11-ish to 16, 17. And it's like basically all my first cousins because my mom had my brother and I pretty young. So they're all pretty young, but we're still close with them. And then my two half sisters. My two half sisters are both half black. Um, So when I went to find hair and makeup, it was next to impossible to find for me and just my party as it is. Um, Especially in Vermont, you mean? In Vermont. We have a large party. We're in the middle of nowhere. We're like mid-Vermont basically. So we're not near any of the big towns per se. It's okay. near Rutland. But like besides that- I know where that is. Copy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> there's not much going on up there. Um, so it was difficult for me to find someone and I ended up finding someone in New Hampshire who's actually going to come over. But she can't accommodate literally like 15 people. That's just asinine. We would be waking up at five in the morning. So I have been trying to find a secondary person for my junior bridesmaids, but it's been difficult because I reach out to people and I'm very skeptical because they say that they could handle all kinds of textures. But then I go Mm. on their Instagram and I don't really see that kind of equal opportunity Mm. of just all it is basically like Mm. a bunch of white girls on there, which is fine. Mm. But I just want to make sure that I find someone that could handle, you know, we have one girl with literally all their hair textures are different. We have one girl who has thin hair, one girl who has like very, very curly hair. We have another girl that has like big hair like mine. And then we have my two sisters who are half black. And one of them, she gets her hair professionally straightened now. But back in the day when she grew up, she has big beautiful curly afro hair and I wow. want someone who can like handle and then Alora's hair is pretty pin straight but still she got black girl hair I want someone yeah. who can handle her hair and, and make her feel edges. just as yeah <laughs> I want someone who can make them feel just as beautiful you know and it, it's not fair per se so I'm having okay. a difficult time kind of weeding out vendors and figuring out who hmm. can actually handle all textured hair all and not just okay. say that they will per se mm. Well,
0: Alyssa, we appreciate you as a black girl that you want to respect our edges and we respect you. Um, so Alyssa, we're gonna ha- we have an expert that I think is going to be perfect for this question for you. Nadri knows it's important to find the perfect finishing touch for your wedding day. Even if you've already spent most of your budget on the dress, the venue, et cetera, I mean, you deserve a little sparkle. So that's why Nadri creates the most stunning, highest quality fashion jewelry, with show-stopping sparkles, often mistaken for real diamonds. Let's get real. You need to accessorize for the engagement party, bridal shower, rehearsal dinner, the wedding, and the honeymoon. Thankfully, Nadri has you covered with the perfect jewels for every occasion. Plus, if you need to find the perfect bridal party or mother of the bride gifts, Nadri's got you covered. Nadri jewelry is meticulously made like fine jewelry using the highest grade materials to ensure durability, shine, and that show-stopping sparkle that the brand is so well-known for. When it comes to jewelry for your big day, you were in the best hands with Nodre, And best of all, you get 20% off your first order with code BETCHASBRIDE. Valid now through June 30, 2024. Discount must be entered at checkout and cannot be combined with any other offer, promotion, or discount. Try Nodre for yourself by visiting nadri.com slash discount slash Betches Bride. Learn more, find the perfect jewelry, and take the quiz to find out your bridal style on Nadri's wedding shop page. All new customers will get 20% off their first order on nadri.com slash discount slash Betches Bride. That's N-A-D-R-I dot com slash discount slash Betches Bride. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. And now it's time to ask our expert. Each episode, we'll be inviting wedding experts and insiders onto the podcast to dig deeper into our bride's biggest problem areas. Tanika, darling, how are you? Welcome to the show. I am good. How you doing, <laughs> Fallon? Hi, Alyssa. Hey, how are you? I'm excellent. I cannot complain.
1: <laughs>
0: so Tanika is my hair girl. And anytime I have some, she's the one who talked me into being a natural girl because I used to be the straight girl and the blue girl and the <laughs> it was a journey. Yes, that was <laughs> conversations. That was conversations. <laughs> <laughs> but she also works with a lot of my brides and she works yeah. with people who look exactly like you. She works with blondes that are straight. She works with curly girls. She works with all natural girls. So Tanika, we're having a little bit of, I don't want to say an issue, but we're in Vermont. We're, we're a little behind, Mm -hmm. behind in the areas and (laughs) Alyssa's got a multicultural party. Alyssa, what are you vibing with and what are you looking for?
1: Yeah, so with my junior bridesmaids, they all have different texture hairs. Three of them are white, but one's a curly girl, one's thin, one has has hair like me. And then my two half-sisters are both biracial. So one of them has the classic beautiful fro hair, which she's straightened. Um, and then Alora has pin straight hair. And my difficulty is, is that I'm reaching out to people for my junior bridesmaids for hair and makeup. And I'm having a difficult time finding someone who actually does work with that kind of hair. You know, People can Uh say it on their website. They can say they're inclusive. They can say all of that. But when I go to their Instagram and I go to their tagged photos, I'm not seeing that reflected. And I don't want my sisters to feel less than just because they don't have Uh the same texture hair as everyone else. So I'm trying to make an inclusive experience for everyone. Um, So I'm having difficulty kind of navigating that.
2: Gotcha. Okay. So I'm hearing a lot in what you got going on right now, (laughs) but I adore, I adore the proactiveness of you deciding, I want to make sure that everyone feels comfortable because there is no good and bad hair in any culture. Okay. So there is no, your hair is this, your hair is that. So I can't do this. I can't do that. Unfortunately, a lot of different cultures outside of the African-American culture did not learn how to do everyone's texture we had to be proactive and make sure that we did everyone's texture because we wanted to always be one step ahead of the game as well as inclusive with everyone and making sure that we weren't going to stifle great opportunities because we couldn't do everyone's hair or Mm -hmm. making anyone feel less than because their hair is a different texture. And just because I'm not good at it, I'm going to make you feel self-conscious because I don't know what I'm Mm -hmm. doing.
1: And -hmm. that's not fair. Mm
2: -hmm. So, um, there is a lot of dilemma in that with if you work with people who do not have knowledge in curly hair, but there are so many ways of getting around that, but I'm happy with the proactiveness of it because now we can tackle some of those issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um <laughs> some some tips and tricks that I can give you, I would say one, um talk to your girls and find out what prep before they get to the wedding are they willing to do. Mm-hmm. So, there are ways to Have your curls prepped and stretched before you get there if you want to wear it in a curly style. And then just have the texture to a point where it's cohesive that you can show someone a style that is not going to be so difficult for them to do.
1: Mm -hmm, Also
2: have your girls look at YouTube University. Look at some ideas (laughs) and walk (laughs) your stylist through it. And just say, hey, this is what I was thinking, maybe half up, half down, or can I put some flowers in here? Can I do a twist to the side? Nothing that's going to get them too far out their comfort zone that they're going to make someone feel bad, but just enough that they'll still feel good, like, okay, I did her hair too, and I actually know what I'm doing,
0: (laughs) when really we (laughs) prepped it beforehand to make sure that you really know what you're doing. Perfect. Yeah. Is it even better, Alyssa, to, like, I guess, organize your concepts and ideas or or work with your your sisters to say, hey, what do you guys think you, what kind of style are you thinking of? And maybe yeah, getting yeah, even yes. some inspiration from them and going to the stylist and, and that you're. Vetting and saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. yes. have you ever done anything like this? You think you could do something mm-hmm. like this?" Yeah. Thoughts. What are your thoughts about that?
1: <laughs> Good. That's yes. actually really smart by finding that out first. Because in my head, I'm like, I mm-hmm. just want to tackle this so the day of they don't have any anxiety or anything like that. Because yeah. they are younger, they still don't understand per se exactly they're not Mm -hmm. confident within themselves per se. You know, that middle Mm. school, early high school age where it's just, you're still trying to understand yourself. Yeah. That complete awkward, like you're Mm -hmm. fighting for your right to even understand who you are, but that's really smart to kind of be like, let's, I need you to help me. So then I could go just take on the world and figure that out for you.
0: Agreed. Tanika, are there, like when you're, and what do you think about like what are questions to even ask other professionals that might be, because mm-hmm. you got ha- to have a professional do <laughs> it, right? Or do you let people kind of do it themselves? What, do you, what are your thoughts?
2: Okay. So I am a fan of, because the thing is they can say whatever they want, but if you're mm-hmm. not seeing the visualization on their page, and we also can't fault them because if they haven't had people reach out to them that have different textures, they're not going to have experience. Yeah. So we can't we we can't say oh you just don't know what you're doing because it's not on your page it may not be there because they just never had the opportunity I do think finding out what the comfortability levels are for not only your junior bridesmaids but also with um, the stylists themselves I think having a very candid conversation with basic, basically basically smooching and and making sure that they, they know that you want them <laughs> and just saying I love your work I think you're so incredible but I want to make sure that. Everyone feels beautiful. These are pictures of my bridesmaids and my junior bridesmaids. These are the textures you'll be dealing with. Do you Mm -hmm. have some of these products that they use? Do you have weed ads? Do you have Diva Curl? Do you have um, any oils? Do you have any hydrating products like Miele? Do you have anything else in your repertoire a Aveda? Something that's going to make these curls act right and do what we want them (laughs) to do and still look luxe and beautiful, but not in a way where it's like, your kit is lacking because you don't have these tools. We want to yeah. add them to your to, to your kit to make sure that no one feels less than, but I do think the idea the idea of having your junior bridesmaids understand their own texture so that they can also help out and not feel like, all right, she's doing my hair wrong. This feels yeah. wrong, something's going on because They're already self-conscious by being biracial, let's just be honest, because that's two very different worlds coming together. It's a beautiful thing, but sometimes with your texture, you may look at your big sis or someone else and idolize a different texture because you're not 100% comfortable with yourself. So you got to be very sensitive around that with understanding that they need to know that. Yeah, absolutely you' are not comfortable with, yeah, they're young yeah exactly. you're looking at celebrities you're looking at all these trending people on instagram and their hair texture does this or their curls pop like this mm-hmm. mine does not and if you know i would also like maybe take a day with the girls and find a multicultural salon there has to be mm-hmm. one you can't I tell me that. there's not one <laughs> there has to be one even if you gotta yeah. drive out and make it a road trip and a day with your sis your sisters, yeah. because they need to know how big sis loves them and appreciates the way they I look love and how beautiful they are. But taking I a like day that. where they can go to a multicultural salon, get a haircut, get a steam treatment, have a personal consultation there. So at least then they start to understand what so I need to look for with my hair. Like my curls do that. I yeah. didn't know my curls could do that. Yeah. Sometimes a, pro- a professional hand makes all the difference. Seriously. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm, I agree. I like that. And, That's smart. Yeah.
0: And even like, and Alyssa, are you guys doing extensions? Like, are you guys like adding some stuff to your hair? Like, are you gonna just do a little clip-in moment? Or are you gonna? I mean, your hair is bountiful. It's lovely. But- <laughs> I got a I got a lot of hair.
1: <laughs> I have my hair totally. trial with my girl in July, but I don't. Nice. I might not add anything because yeah, I got what, a lot this is going on. Not. This is Vermont.
2: This, this is natural.
0: <laughs> yeah. this, is this is their hair. They're not yeah. the going so to they, be out. They're going to be out. They're going to enjoy it. They're going to be outside. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do know a lot of like a lot of bridesmaids have like that's the time to be fun and that's the time to add yeah. in some extensions and really yes. make it big and and yes. prominent yes. and bountiful and it's yes. and Tanika has always been talking me into natural hair clip-ins and mm-hmm. there's tons that have different types of textures. Mm-hmm. So maybe if the girls can't. If the stylist may not be able to really understand their texture mm-hmm. all the way, maybe adding the clip-ins is another way to make it <sighs> easier on them by giving them more yes. length or something to work with. What Tanika, yes. what do you what do you think about that? That's so smart. I love
2: that. Yeah, I love that idea. Um, the cool thing about it is that the thing is you have to make sure you get the correct texture and the rec- <laughs> the correct curl. So there are a few websites mm. that you can go on that have amazing textures that match hair. So there's Curl Sisters. There's heat free hair. There is um, yummy extensions. There are so many wonderful websites. And also you guys can just Google and go on Amazon and look up curly hair textures and extensions that are on clip ins. And the cool thing about clip ins is that they're easy. They go right onto the scalp. They clip on like little combs and they affix to the hair and stay in and you're able to style it. But I have to stress that we got to make sure that the stylist is okay with the texture because if mm-hmm. we're adding more clip-ins to it, we're making the hair ah, bigger and thicker. Mm. And that may be a bit more overwhelming if it's too much because the yeah. girls may mm. only need like one or two clip-ins and things like that. But I definitely suggest taking them to the salon, let them see mm-hmm. what their texture can do first because then mm-hmm. that'll get them more confident in playing with their hair themselves. Yeah, So they can kind of... Work with the stylus, yeah, and start Play feeling around. really comfortable with it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com. To get 10% off your first purchase with code Rebag10. That's rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code Rebag10. Alyssa, what else you got on your plate? Because I know that I would also love to talk about everyone that has a different texture. Some have thin, thinner hair, some have finer hair. Yeah. Uh, Tanika, are we sending mood boards? Do we need to send a mood board of like what? Ooh. Alyssa, do you have to make the call? Do you let the hairstylist <laughs> make the call of what's? What's the thought? Yes. What we do? Mood, mood boards are it.
2: <laughs> mood boards are it. Okay. A little oh, mood board it's, action. It's time to get your arts and crafts on and your vision board on. She's yes. ready. She, I'm a big arts can, and crafts <laughs> 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 gal. Like, you know, I think the, it's so special to have your bridesmaids and your junior bridesmaids say, what do you want to look like that day? What celebrities mm. do you want to emulate? What hair crush do you want to emulate? Or do you just want yeah. to be naturally mm. you and you want to feel completely comfortable and confident in yourself? Whatever you want to do, there is no right or wrong, but it's wonderful having a visual representation of an idea that's in your head and not sitting in the chair the day of the wedding. I, you do
1: what you want to do.
2: No, yeah. baby, not on the wedding. Not on the wedding. All of these
1: girls definitely would do that. So it's smart to do a mood board with them <laughs> for sure. Vermont. <laughs>
2: Fallon has taken me to so many wonderful (laughs) rural places. I understand Vermont. (laughs) And I get that they're like, I just wear a ponytail every day. And I understand it's simple, it's classic, it's chic, it's you. You don't have no fuss, no fuss. But for wedding, we want to always bump it up. So I think the idea of telling someone, I can Google an image and try to look like that. What? I didn't know I could do that. And it just (laughs) really helps them understand you putting on this gorgeous dress and getting glammed up.
0: So Alyssa, (laughs) would you rather take the reins and pick the inspiration for them? Or would you like Mm. them? Would you trust them enough Mm. to pick the inspiration for themselves and send it to you? And you curate the what you think looks Mm. best.
1: So my biggest thing with my bridesmaids and junior bridesmaids have been whatever makes you comfortable. Like I hate being stuffed in a dress when I was a bridesmaid where I didn't feel comfortable. I'm shaped like a pear and I don't like wearing those satin dresses that are just like this because they don't sit on me the same way. So when I Mm -hmm. had, when I started to figure out what I wanted, I was very lax. Just pick, just wear like a dress in green and my bridesmaids just wear gold. You know what I mean? And, and, and it is what it is. So for hair, I feel like I've been really lax too. Like I trust all of them and I feel like they have pretty good oversight and they're at the age too where they think I'm like the cool older cousin or sister for mm. the matter, so they don't mind sharing things with me, and I'm pretty honest too. So I feel like i am been more so hands-off, like pick whatever you feel comfortable and confident in, because mm. it is fun getting glammed up for a wedding, even when it's not your own. It is. Yeah, Very it's fine. the best part of it. Yeah. Yes, <laughs>
2: yes, And I guess everyone's excited, and I think that a lot of times we, we, if we are not doing this every day, it's it feels so foreign to you. But to think that yeah. I can look like the girls on Instagram or on television – for a really special day and celebrate someone I love, like, why not? And I know it's yeah, a lot I more on it, your plate yeah. to tell you to go ahead and create a mood board. <laughs> but girl, I say, go do it. I mean, <laughs> go I, I,
1: don't do it, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Another DIY project on the list. Or maybe
2: <laughs> make it a night, make it a party. Like, you guys come together, get oh, wine. That, and, you know, we do like, what do you guys want to yeah. do that? And we talk about confidence and we talk about self-esteem and it could be empowering to your Ooh. sisters and just have all this circlehood of sisters around them and you guys all share insecurities and triumphs and confident building tools yeah. to use and watch everyone just lighten up and just feel even more incredible because weddings are intimidating. If you don't do this often and you don't get dolled up Agreed. with makeup and hair every day, it could be really intimidating.
1: Ooh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. The feminist in me loves that. Yes, I love I a good woman's empowerment yes, moment. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs>
0: And Tanika, yeah. really quickly, if, like let's say the girls are really like I don't know I have no idea like I don't know how I want my hair to look I'm again middle school was a really traumatizing time for me so I'm just in my mind I'm like ah so yeah <laughs> what yes. and, as someone who I I I travel between braids and my curls are you ever pro maybe they should just get braids because it's easier to navigate they can pull it back in a bun mm. or would you encourage them to maybe try and lean into this, just given the resources that are available in Vermont? Exactly. Would you ever suggest just putting it in a protective style to make it a little bit easier? Absolutely. If you
2: have someone out there that you trust, but again, that would be all inclusive in the conversation of let's go to the salon and talk to someone. Let's go have a conversation Mm. because then that way you can see if your hair will do better in curls or will it do better curly, I mean, um, or in braids. I do think that Mm -hmm. giving that option, like what Fallon is saying, I do think that if you get a couple of images of people like Zendaya or um, there are so many incredibly uh, beautiful um, biracial actresses out here um, that have different multi textures that you can see the evolution of their styles. And then from there, you can Mm. say, okay, maybe let's try this. Like, look how pretty Zoe Zaldana looked with braids. Look how pretty. um, Yeah. What is Tessa Thompson looks for her hair straight or in her curls? Like, there are so many different avenues of doing it. You want to make it as simple for them, but you still want them to feel confident in themselves, even though it's hard because it's middle school and that's all their own inner workings. But you, you know what yeah. I mean? But
1: you are a yeah. big, big help. You're a
2: big sis. Like, you are a very big help. Yeah. And to let them know that they're not. They don't need to be ashamed if their hair gets fuzzy or frizzy. You got to have these conversations because they need to understand that our beautiful texture does so many wonderful things and they need to understand that there is a plethora of things that they can do. So if you show them some pictures, like, hey, you never did braids before. you want to try braids for my wedding? Do you want to try a ponytail for my wedding? Do you want to do a really yeah. cool bun? Like, let them know that they get to just decide. It doesn't have to be what they see every day, or it can be what they want. They see every day. It really just just helps steer them. I think there are so many ways that they can go yeah. with it. But as long as it's all based in love, the girls will forever love you for that.
1: Good. I think that's Good. Awesome. I like yeah. that.
0: Yeah. And I think as you're saying, like with finding the right stylist, Tanika, what, I guess, and Alyssa, you, you have one stylist now that you're really comfortable Mm -hmm. with, or you're going to go for the trial in the Mm -hmm. next two months, three months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are some other questions you should be asking kind of a stylist to make sure just any other questions that Mm -hmm. you should be asking? I know you talked about products that they have Mm -hmm. in their collection or textures they're used to working with, but are there any other qualifiers that you can think of? I think that
2: you have to ask them um, what their comfortability is. Like, uh, honest to God, like, are you comfortable with uh, multi-textured hair? Are you okay with um, hair that is a bit more challenging because it requires more? Also asking... Mm -hmm. Uh, what is your time scale? Like, these girls are not going to be done in 15 minutes. Like, how much time are you yeah. balancing out for each person? Um, are you okay with giving them yeah. more time to make sure that their hair fills and looks good? Are you okay with them starting anew if their style does not come out and they don't feel comfortable or pretty? Um, I think it's just really having an open conversation and just understanding, engaging their professionalism around dealing with outside of their norm. I do all different all textures mm-hmm. because yeah. I understand that there is no one box, but not everyone is like me. So you have to make sure that um, you're gauging professionalism. You may have to pay them more. You may have to give incentive. You're like We, we really just got to make it enticing to someone to say, hey, we really want you here, but I want to make this the best experience for these wonderful ladies that I've chosen. So how do we collaborate and do that? Like Just being open and honest, mm-hmm. being professionals, gauging their professionalism, and really just saying like i need to make sure that they feel comfortable and even with the trial i maybe would bring one of your sisters and ask her what does she think she could do with her hair and and pay for yeah, a, yeah. A, a mini trial and let her, your sister let her put her hands in your sister's hair so she can see it before the wedding day and you can gauge what my sister likes does my sister feel comfortable does it look pretty
0: yeah i like that i also think it's a valuable to cuz it only two of the people are multiracial, yeah. and then the rest of your party is just different textures of yeah. hair that yeah. is fairly mm-hmm. straight and it's could be curly-esque. Yeah. But you really do have to find a stylist that, like in what you're looking for, Alyssa, that can really capture a multifaceted mm-hmm. arena. Yeah. I think it's yeah. also important, like t- to Tanika's point, is timeline yeah. and timing, really understanding, like, hey, it's a lot of girls. And it's a you're gonna have you're not gonna be able to use the same equipment on on a, even every of the of the white girls. Yes. so you're going to have to yes. move yes. between yes. making sure making sure <laughs> that everyone is really mm-hmm. prepared 100%. because your hair and makeup really will impact the rest of your day so that has yeah. to be super duper tight from a wedding perspective wedding planner mm-hmm. perspective i would also always inquire have they done weddings before yes. are they familiar with working mm-hmm. fast yes. paced do they work hmm. well under stress? It's a job. Yeah.
1: So making <laughs> sure. Are they okay with the <laughs> Making like, sure you're really. We're,
2: we're, we're running behind. Uh, are you almost done? Are we, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> okay. Now, do you suggest – you guys talked about products and stuff like that. Do you suggest that let's say I go with someone I think they feel comfortable with them. Do you suggest I make almost like an emergency kit of products for them that work well with their texture um, just in case they end up not having it because the day of I don't want them to be like, oh, Mm. I forgot to bring that. You know what I mean? I'm always someone who like I like to be super prepared and I mean I have stuff that works with my hair but like you said, everyone's hair is different. I don't want to have – them feel uncomfortable. Absolutely. I actually love that.
2: I love that. And I think that, that those tools and the products too. can be put into your sister's arsenal so they can start using them on themselves. I actually love that. I don't think it's um, intrusive I do too. to have products ready. I don't think that that's making the stylist feel any worse or any like um, you're incompetent. I think it's just more so like, this is what my sisters need for their hair. And then also your sisters get more yeah. proactive in understanding how to use the products. Because now I have it, yeah, and I would actually get the stuff now. I could absolutely make you list. You send me pictures of the girls' hair. I could tell you exactly what you need for them. And I think that seriously, (laughs) and I think that that (laughs) would help them because at least now they can get months of practice in. They can say, "Oh, let me wash and go. Yeah, let me put a little hydration in. Let me let me see what happens because they have to be comfortable in order for everything to run smooth and them not sitting there. You know, middle school is the hunch shoulders and ponytail. That that is is life.
0: That
1: is life. So yeah. Yeah. -hmm.
0: I mean, even to this day, I I get my hair and makeup done many times and I always carry my edge control, like without fail. (laughs) I will always have it in my purse. It is, it will never leave my side. Even when I get my makeup done, I always have my foundation color on me. I always have the basics. Like I think just women of color always we just got to be prepared things go left n- so yeah no yeah,
2: yeah. I, that happened
0: many, a time. <laughs> many and times and i want <laughs> to be <So>, day no <laughs> yeah, exactly no. exactly but even but even you you always go prepared like you're yeah. always going to have whether what is it a hairspray yes. or you're going to yeah. have a special thing it's all of all of us women know exactly what it takes yes. for us to look our best and we kind of keep it in our back pocket just in case However, yeah. what I think you're doing is setting your sisters up for success because they won't be as prepared like your other yeah. girls will be. Uh, and even your other girls will have their whole makeup stash ready, even though you've hired come a on. truly professional to come and <laughs> slam their face and they get yeah. that they come still on. don't touch up at the end. So yeah. it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I think what's, what's going to be extremely valuable is also working with yes. their mother, yes. as you as you should, just asking for also that gut check of permission of like, Hey, this is what I'm trying to do here. This is the inspiration that they've yes. sent me, but you can't. They're they're too young for them to be making their own yes. executive decisions. So it's like, yeah, talk to yeah. mom, work with mom, and see what she might also have up her sleeve because she might yes. be thinking about this. And too. then this
2: also could be a, a okay. learning lesson for mom because yeah. maybe mom is just like, "Dang, I didn't know they was this product. I didn't know that this product could do this." So it's it's really cool to just yeah. be overprepared. I'm here for it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Like when I'm watching Kim Kardashian do, what's that Nora, little girl's, what's Nora. her daughter's name? The hair. When she was doing the edge control. With the eco-styler gel, I was, yes. <laughs> I was like, stop, it I was like, I see you, I was Kim. Like, I get it, Kim. And then <laughs> North
2: was like, uh, give me. And she was like, let me swirl it better it. <laughs> than you. Yeah. I was like go ahead,
1: mama. Yeah. <laughs> she snatched so hey. it right out of her hands. Right
0: oh, out. Okay. Yeah. Like, I was like, all right, I see y'all I'm doing, doing yeah. it. <laughs> Alyssa, do you feel like you have... Do you have some tips and tricks up your arsenal to now tackle this hair and makeup conversation a little bit better? Is there anything missing? Talk to me.
1: Yeah. No, I feel like I am pretty prepared. It was nice to talk it out with people who understand, have gone through it. And I wasn't just like, <laughs> you know, going in blind. I feel a lot more confident to have yeah. these conversations with hairstylists yeah, like now. That.
0: You're on you your are. way. You are on your way. You're going to do great. Your wedding's going to be Beautiful, darling. Beautiful. <laughs>
1: Thanks, girls. <laughs> <Yes>. Thanks. <laughs>
0: well, that's it for this week's episode of Bitches Brides. Tanika, where can people find you on both social media and online?
2: Oh, cool. So you can go onto my website, which is www.tanikasadiku.com. And then also I'm on Instagram at Sidiku S-A-D-I-K-U. And you can find me
0: there. Love. And Alyssa, if people want to follow along for your beautiful Vermont wedding, where can they find you?
1: They could find me on Instagram or TikTok. I have the same handle. It's A-B-L-A-N-C-H-H-A
0: Blanche. Awesome. All right. Well, follow the show at Brides on Instagram, and you can follow me at Fallon Carter Events on Instagram. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Monday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Thank you guys so much for listening, and till death do us part.